Hey, welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Worship Christian Church in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Apostle Robert Enos. This is where we talk about the issue the church faces and how the church should respond to those issues. Here we will talk about doctrine, theology, politics, social and cultural issues, and how the church is to deal with these things. So get ready for a large dose of truth and get ready for the tables to be flipped. Here at Table Flippers, table flipping is what we do. Hey, I'm glad to be here again with all of you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for supporting. I've been getting, um, well, quite a few people telling me that they're really enjoying these things and keep going and keep pressing in. So, wow, we're going to do that. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been paying attention and list, not just listening to these podcasts, but really been paying attention to what's going on in this world and doing something about it to make a difference. Because that's really what I want to talk about, well, today and every time we meet, every time we get on one of these podcasts, I want to talk about not just the problems in the world or in the church, this is Table Flippers, not just the problems that are in the church, the tables that need to be flipped, but I want to talk about some of the answers. So I do want to give a shout out to some of you pastors that are really beginning to rise up and make a difference. And I say some pastors because still we have a majority of my peers are still being too quiet in this world. When I say quiet, I'm not talking about in their own pulpit. Oh, they're, they're saying something. But unfortunately, many are not saying anything, or I should say very little, that's actually going to shape and change the culture and the world around us. You know, we just came off of the two years, two weeks that turned into two years, three years of COVID nonsense, shutdowns and businesses closed, churches closed, schools closed, and our world being coming to a halt because of this supposed virus. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I know the virus was real and some people genuinely got sick because of it. I had COVID and I was, I felt the effects of it for about five or six days tops, only three days, really, really, really bad. And to be quite honest with you, and this is just my experience, this is not everybody's experience, this was my experience. About the third day, I was laying in bed, just really tired and exhausted, I felt, and I thought to myself, even in the midst, the high point of this sickness that I had, this is it? This is what brought the world to its knees? And I was really honestly somewhat dumbfounded because when I started getting and I recognized the symptoms and I realized, oh, I got COVID, I started, you know, uh-oh, now I'm really going to see it, what this is all about. And I came out of it realizing, you know what? This thing isn't nearly what people are saying. And it was really funny not ha-ha funny, just strange funny, that when COVID was at its peak, there was no such thing as the flu. When COVID was at its peak, every other form of death, whether it be cancer, heart disease, diabetes, whatever, dropped significantly. Every death was, by golly, it was COVID. Isn't it interesting? Even when my father-in-law passed away, he just passed away, not too long ago, and he passed away because of pneumonia. The doctor wanted to put on his death certificate COVID-related pneumonia, even though 
he tested negative for COVID several times. So it would have gone on with another person dying of COVID when in reality, didn't. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because these are some of the things that many of us have been saying all along. We saw through the lies. We saw through the manipulation. We saw through the false numbers and the false narrative. We saw through it the whole time. We voiced this. We told the world. We told our peers. I told my peers in the ministry about what we were seeing, what we were recognizing, what this was all about, and they poo-pooed it. As a matter of fact, many came against me. I've lost many friends in the ministry over this because they wanted to hold on to the narrative of fear. They wanted to listen to what the people in our um, medical community were saying. And what's funny is not even everybody in the medical. It's Isn't it strange how when somebody rose up in the medical community and said, this is not what they're telling you it is, those people were shut down. Those people were were, um, demonized. Those people were called kooks and wackos and marginalized and pushed aside. But the ones that were pushing the narrative of fear and take the vaccine and wear the mask and stay home and shut down the church, those were treated at near God status for such a long time. And some of us were still saying, no, that's not what it is. That's not what's going on. That's not the truth. This is a lie. This is a scam. And stop shutting down your churches because this is all, they're they're conditioning us. We were again pushed aside, marginalized, said we were crazy. And then just not too long ago, the wonderful CDC right here, Centers of Disease Control, comes out and basically confirms everything we have been saying all along. They've admitted masks don't work, and yet we had people running around with two masks. As a matter of fact, today, with everything that we know, it still blows my mind when I see Christians especially, Christians, Christians especially, wearing masks, pastors and church leaders wearing masks, social distancing in their churches and such. It still blows my mind, and yes, it's still happening today. I don't understand it. Pastors, listen, let me let me explain something to you. If you are wearing masks or pushing masks, if you're pushing the vaccine with everything that we know, if you're still social distancing and all that nonsense, you do not belong in the pulpit. You are not a minister of Jesus Christ. You do not have his heart. You do not have his spirit. And you need to step down and, and turn your church over and your ministry over to somebody who has some courage and a backbone like Jesus. The name of this ministry is called Table Flippers. We get that name from Jesus having the courage and the boldness to make a whip and flip tables over in the temple, cleansing it out because people were doing something in the temple grounds that they weren't supposed to be doing. That was simple as it. Now, Jesus had that kind of courage. And you're going to wear a mask? You're going to push a vaccine? You're going to try to stand before the people of God without even having the spirit of the living God, any kind of courage in you? It disgusts me. I'll be honest with you. It disgusts me. And um, I'm really sad to say, but there's still a lot of you pastors out there still doing that today. Let me read you something. Maybe this will convince you. Maybe actually the words of the Bible, the word of God will will speak to you. In Revelation chapter 21, it says this in verse 7, The one who conquers will inherit these things, and I will be his God, 
and he will be my son. But as for the cowards, unbelievers, detestable persons, murderers, sexually immoral, and those who practice magic spells, idol worshipers, and all those who lie, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. That is the second death. So I find it very fascinating and interesting that the Word of God puts cowards in the same category as unbelievers, detestable people, sexually immoral, and even those who practice witchcraft or magic spells, as it says here, and idol worshipers, uh, cowards are in that same bracket. That's the way God feels about cowards. That's the way God feels about when a pandemic comes and pastors close their church because they're cowards. That's the way God feels when a pandemic comes and somebody stands up and says, oh, you're going to have to close your church. If you don't, we're going to fine you or you may end up in jail. And pastors quickly close their church out of fear. That's called cowardice. And I call you cowards. Some people say, well, what gives you the right? The word of God right here gives me the right to tell you the truth. And some of you are still wearing masks, cowards. Some of you are still pushing vaccines, cowards. As a matter of fact, those of you in the ministry, those of you in the church who call yourselves Christians, born-again believers, if you're still pushing a vaccine after everything we know, that is not just cowardice, it's evil and it's wicked because these vaccines are killing people. These vaccines are killing people and you're going to push that off on your people. I know some pastors right here in my own hometown that had vaccine clinics in their church. What kind of sick perverts are they? What kind of cowardice, sick perverts are they? Come on. We've got to start standing up for this. It's time to flip some tables in the house of God. It's time to get ourselves correct. It is time to get ourselves right with God. Vaccine clinics pushing a vaccine that's untested, that's killing people. Listen, I don't personally know anybody that's died of COVID. I know of some people, people that I've been told about, but personally know them? No, I don't know any. But I do know people that have died and had serious complications of this so-called vaccine. And pastors are pushing it? It's got so bad out there that I heard some pastor say, well, if Jesus was here alive today, he would wear a mask just to support and be that good neighbor. Do you know how sick that is? Do you know how stupid that is? That so-called pastor doesn't even know the word of God, let alone the heart of God. Again, he needs to be removed. He's a part of a denomination, and I used to really appreciate and love this particular denomination, which now they've gone down about 100 points with me. Oh, and in that point system, there's only 100 points. That they allow this guy and guys like him to still be in the pulpits in their denomination is disgusting to me is so disgusting to me. No, Jesus would not wear a mask. Jesus would not get a vaccine, nor would he push a vaccine. I know this because my Jesus, number one, is not a coward, and number two, he's not wicked and evil. 
He doesn't operate according to the flesh. He doesn't operate according to the carnality. He operates according to the power of God and the spirit of the living God that was in him. As a matter of fact, let me read something to you because it seems like maybe if you're not going to listen to my voice, maybe you'll hear the word of God. In the day of Jesus, leprosy would have been akin to what we just went through with this COVID. What I mean by that, it was a horrible, uh, terrible disease that was there was no known cure outside of God doing a miracle. Once leprosy set in, it was a pretty bad state. Lepers were supposed to separate themselves. So bad was the disease, they were supposed to separate themselves from the the rest of the people. If they had to go into town, they had to do anything, they had to travel. When people were around, they had to cry out, unclean, unclean. So everybody around them knew, lepers are coming. Don't, Don't get around them and don't touch them. So I want to read something. Sorry, Matthew chapter 8. And I'll start reading at verse 2. It says, Behold, a leopard came and worshipped him, worshipped Jesus, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leper, leprosy was cleansed. Here, Jesus, there, he's not even supposed to touch him because of how contagious this disease is and how terrible it is. They're not supposed to come, but Jesus made a way for this leper to come to him. And when he says, listen, if you're willing, you can make me clean. You can make me whole. I am willing. And Jesus didn't just speak the word. He didn't spit on him. He didn't pray over a rag and then throw it on the man without touching him. No, he reached out his hand and touched him. And notice what that passage didn't say. It didn't say he first slathered his hands with hand sanitizer. Nor after he touched him did he pull out the hand sanitizer. He didn't throw on a mask. He didn't put on the rubber gloves. He didn't say, wait a minute, let me go get my leprosy vaccination. Then I'll be back. He reached out and touched the leper. He reached out and touched somebody who had a contagious and terrible disease. Why is this important? Because if Jesus was here in the flesh today, no, he would not wear a mask. He would not be vaccinated. He would not push vaccinations. He would not be slathering himself with hand sanitizer. He would just wash his hands normally like he's supposed to. He would not be afraid to touch people. He would not come around them with hazmat suits and rubber gloves. He would reach out and touch those with COVID. He would reach out and touch those with any and every disease. Yeah, that's what my Jesus would do because he's not a coward. He's not a coward. He believed and knew in the healing power of God and operated in it. Maybe it's time, you coward pastors, to start believing the word of God and start praying for the sick and believing that God's going to set them free instead of hiding behind a mask smelling like alcohol hand rub and 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 having your arm look like the like you have tracks as a drug addict because of so many vaccines and and boosters that you've taken it disgusts me and it disgusts the heart of god that people are that that his ministers are not taking him at his word and believing what he has said 
We are supposed to be Christ-like. And everything that Jesus did, most of you are not doing. Everything Jesus said, you are not saying. Everything that Jesus believed, you are not believing. You are hiding behind masks, sanitizer, vaccines, and you're even making some kickback money opening your churches for vaccine clinics. That's disgusting. Let me tell you, God's not happy. One of the pastors in our church quotes Medea quite often, says, Ooh, you make the Lord so mad. And so I want to say that to you. You need to hear that. You are making the Lord so mad with your foolishness, your cowardice, your wimpiness. Come on, men of God, it's time to stand up and start acting like men of God. It's time to start taking a stand and saying, No, well, I might go to jail. Yeah, you might. Big deal. I might I might be fined. Oh yeah, big deal. I I might lose everything. None of it's yours anyways. Big deal. Get out there and man up. It's time that the body of Christ really start getting true fathers in the faith, true leaders that are strong, true men and women that'll stand strong, not cowards, not cowards, not not hiding behind masks because Fauci said so, or Biden administration said so, or Gavin Newsom said so. Who are these guys? None of them have taken the place of Jesus. None of them. And as long as I can find that passage in Revelation 21, about cowards, I'm gonna do my best to never fit into that category. I'm gonna do my best to not be one of those. Because on the day, on that day, when God calls us all home, I wanna be among the overcomers who stood strong, even though it may have cost my life. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not a fool, I'm not foolish, I don't want it to. I pray to God that we all could leave this earth or live out our time on this earth and then leave this earth safely and in peace? But come on. you I, I don't know about you, but I still read that book called the Holy Bible and there's stories all through the Bible how men and women of God had to stand strong and sometimes it even cost them their life. How sometimes they even had to pay the ultimate price, but they were willing to pay it not just for themselves, but first out of their love for God and then their love for their families and future generations. Come on, pastor, what are we leaving future generations? Come on, man of God, woman of God, what are we leaving our children, our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren? And don't think for a moment, get that foolish idea out of your head that Jesus is coming back any second now so it doesn't matter. Get that foolishness out of your head because every generation that came before us thought the exact same thing and we're still here. Just like the word of God says, you don't know the time. You don't know the day. So stop acting like it's going to be tomorrow. You start living and taking the word of God seriously where Jesus says, do business till I come. That doesn't mean just have a nice, cute little church service where everybody feels good. They walk in laughing and they walk out laughing. No, what if we started turning our church services into more like military training and start raising up men and women that'll go out into the world strong and fearlessly and take down the powers of darkness? 
What do we, we send out some people strong. They're not afraid of going to jail, not afraid of losing their life, not afraid of COVID or any other disease, but can stand strong in the face of adversity. That when they say shut down and go home, they rise up and get in their face and say, no. As for me and my house, we're serving a God and the God I serve is not a coward. Come on, pastors, it's time. You've been feeling too good in your, in your cushy little positions for far too long, and it's disgusting. You, you've been wearing your cute little robes and sitting on your nice little comfortable chairs and having people wait on you for too long, and it's gross, and it, it's, it's just it's disgusting, it's vile, and it's perverted. So unlike Jesus. So unlike Christ. It's time to get back to the essence of what being a man or woman of God really truly means. So pastors, I am calling you out. And I'm saying it's time to get a backbone. It's time to grow some. It's time to move out and start being the men of God that God has called you to be. Quit being a coward. Quit hiding away. Quit hiding behind what others say. Wear a mask. Oh, we got to wear a mask. Social distance. Oh, we got to stand six feet apart. How can you lay hands on the sick and still be six feet apart from them? How could you love them? How can you give them care? How can you let your the people of your church know how much you love them and care for them if you're not even allowed to touch them or be in their presence? Or if they come and the doors of your church are shut? Shame on all of you pastors who shut down your churches. Shame on you. Disgusting. Disgusting. 1 John 5 verses 4 and 5 says this, because everyone who has been fathered by God conquers the world. Did you hear that? Everyone who has been fathered by God conquers the world. This is the conquering power that has conquered the world, our faith. Now, who is the person who has conquered the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? So when I look out during this COVID peak and I see upwards of 90% of the churches in my region shut their doors because they were told to. Those leaders, those church leaders, those church elders, cowards, each and every one of them. It tells me that they were never fathered by God because they have no idea what it is to conquer the world. They've not been fathered by God because they don't have faith to go conquer, to even stand strong. They might be able to quote what says in Ephesians about putting on the whole armor of God. They can quote it, but when it comes right down to to actually doing it, they have no idea how to do it or they're just too cowardly to do it because that passage says put on the whole armor of God so you can do what? Stand in the evil day. And then when the evil day hit, they ran and hid. Again, disgusting. Disgusting display of cowardice in the church of the living God should be the most bold army on the face of the planet. And instead, we were found hiding behind locked church doors, wearing two masks and smelling of alcohol hand rub, waiting for a vaccine before we can even engage in society, we are told to go love and minister to. It's time to repent. It's time to get our hearts right with God. 
It's time to start rising up and start acting like we truly have the spirit of the living God, the warrior spirit of the living God in us. Pastors, again, we have failed God. We have failed the people we're supposed to love. We have failed one another. It's time for that failure to stop. And if you're not going to grow a backbone, if you're not going to rise up and take the word of God seriously and be that man of God that the Bible says we're supposed to be, just like Jesus, it's time to step down, get out of the pulpit, and turn it over to somebody who has some courage and will lead courageously. For the rest of you, God bless you, and I hope that all of you Christians follow pastors with courage and strength of heart. Many blessings. Thank you for joining us here at Table Flippers. I would love to hear from you. You can find my contact information at www.gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Please let us know how we are doing. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and comments. Have a fantastic day.